Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 216 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some a topic that's really, really frustrating for a lot of doubles players, and that is, what do you do when your partner stays back on the baseline on every single point and is just really defensive and tentative? I'm going to go over several kind of different specific uh, situations where that might be the case and exactly what you should do to be more successful. Before we get to that topic, really quickly, if you'd like to get an email alert each time that I publish a new podcast, you can do that by signing up at EssentialTennis.com slash podcast, EssentialTennis.com slash podcast. And at the top of the page, you'll see a little sign up box. And all you have to do is just enter your email address and you'll get uh, an email in your inbox every time I publish a new episode. So go check that out. All right, let's get to today's topic. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's go ahead and get to uh, today's topic, which comes to us from Steve. Don't have a location on Steve, but he wrote to me and said, Hello, Ian. My doubles partner does not like to come to the net, either when serving or returning. He has good ground strokes, but most opponents are able to make uh, replies that avoid me at the net. Then, when they do both get up to the net, uh, he's talking about his opponents, I'm stuck in a very exposed position up there. I'm thinking about playing two back versus two up uh, might be better than one up, one back versus two up at the net. What do you think? Okay, Steve, I'm going to break this down pretty quickly into three main situations and you basically glossed over all three of these different situations that you might find yourself in in this particular scenario when you've got a a partner that's just staying back on every single point and we're just going to basically go through it in three different situations based on how strong your opponents are exactly and I'll give you some advice for all three situations so let's talk first about when you're in this situation but your opponents really aren't the best. You know, they're, they're not bad, but they're they're just not the strongest players that you play. And you've basically got two main approaches here. So your partner's staying back. He's, you know, basically holding his own. He's doing okay because your opponents are not bad, but they're not super strong either. And your, your partner's doing fine. You know, he, he's holding his own. If that's a situation, then really there's no need to rock the boat so to say, uh, so so to speak, rather, um, no need to be super crazy up there at the net in your in your situation as the net player. Basically, just wait for your easy shots. You know, take care of those and let your partner do his thing back behind you. Now, you could also choose to play really aggressively in this situation and really kind of take advantage of the fact that your opponents aren't great and really be aggressive up there. You know, do a lot of faking, do a lot of poaching. Now, if it was me, this is the approach I personally would take. I'd want to, you know, rather than rely on my partner to come up with the goods back on the baseline, be assertive and, you know, really take it to them as the net player as well. Really the most aggressive, you know, way to play. And, you know, that probably means that I might give up a couple of points down the alley, but by being really, really, really active up there, I'm going to force my opponents into making a lot of mistakes from the baseline position on their side. And I'll also be intercepting a lot of shots as well. So in the end, I'm going to come out way ahead. So 
kind of no-brainer there. I, I wanted to throw that in just to give you, you know, those are basically your two choices when you're playing a team that's not great and, you know, it's a pretty good chance that you're going to win. You can basically choose how aggressive you want to play it, and you can make that decision based on how comfortable you are at the net pos position and poaching and faking and, and doing all of that kind of stuff. Now, situation number two is when you're playing against a team that is solid, but they stay one up, one back, just like you and your partner. And you see this a lot up until about 4-0-ish, you know, maybe kind of 4-0 to maybe stronger 4-0, you'll start to see teams more exclusively coming up to the net and attacking. Maybe not both teams, but at least one or the other. You've got both players up at the net. You know, Before 4.0, it's pr really predominantly one up, one back on both sides. Now, So let's say you're in that position. Your partner is staying back every point, and your opponents are solid, but they're also staying one up, one back. Well, if your partner is iffy, meaning he's really not holding his own anymore, and against this particular team, they're kind of starting to get his number a little bit. You know, maybe it's kind of on the fence, uh, and you're really not sure if, if your partner is going to be able to pull it out. Then at that point in time, it's time to take over and be aggressive, really aggressive, even if that means giving up points down the alley once again. I mean, it's either that or you just stand there literally, you know, mind your own business like so many doubles players do, stay in the middle of your service box, and then literally just watch as you two go down with the ship, so to speak. And you, you just, you know, hope that your partner can pull it out. But at the end of the match, it was too much for him or her. I'm pretty sure it's a him in this situation. And you guys lose the match. And you just stood there and you watched it happen. Now, if you choose to be really aggressive, you poach a bunch, you fake a bunch, and you, you just in general, you try to disrupt the rhythm of your opponents, could be that you'll still lose. You know, it could be you'll get beaten a bunch of times down the alley. It could be you don't reach every ball when you try to poach and it makes it past you anyway. You know, that might still happen and you might still lose. But in my opinion, as a competitor and as a player, better that, better at least you gave it a shot and you still came up a little short than to just stand there and, you know, knowing that your partner is going to stay back and he keeps getting beaten over and over again in that back position. You know, there's a little bit of style in there and a little bit of kind of opinion, uh, a little bit. But I, I feel pretty strongly that at that point in time, you really don't have a whole lot to lose. And you might as well give it a shot and be aggressive and try to turn the tide in your favor. So that's situation number two. Versus a one-up, one-back team, that's pretty solid. Lastly, let's talk about playing against a team where they're both solid opponents and they like to attack the net. So the kind of the third and final scenario here. You've basically got two approaches that you can take here. And first of all, I just like to say that this is worst case scenario. And you know, once again, once you get up to most definitely 4.5 and above, you're going to be facing teams that for the most part do this on a point by point basis. I mean, they're consistently both coming up to the net from the baseline position, basically whenever they get the opportunity. And so you're going to, the, the better and better you get, the higher level doubles you play, the more you're going to have to know how to handle this. So, you know, in a way, it's, it's good that you're having to learn how to do this, Steve, because it's necessary as you play better and better teams. So if your opponents are really smart, it's basically, well, actually, I'm sorry. No, option number one is coming up. We've got one more point to make here. Um, if your opponents are really smart, 
they'll be able to hit towards you as the net player, Steve, only when it's an aggressive shot or it's a put-away attempt. So, you know, ideal strategy for them, once, once they identify they know that your partner is staying back and you're at the net, they're going to use strong ground ground strokes and you know solid volleys to avoid you at all costs until they get an easy shot. And then they're going at you. <laughs> and you know they're going at you over and over and over again. So in this situation, if you don't do anything about it, basically you're in the hot seat all match long and you're more or less useless. You're just standing there in the middle of the service box and if you just stay there and don't do anything, it's going to keep happening against a good team where both players move in. So we absolutely have to do something here. There's really not any way around it. So two options. Option number one, what I what I wrote in my uh, notes is be a boss at the net. Just do whatever you can to take over first rather than you know kind of be passive early in the point and hope something develops. You know, kind of hope... Hope that a weak ball, you know, floats your way and you get a good chance to, to go for it. You need to take over yourself and be assertive as early as you can in the point. That means faking, poaching, closing really tight to the net every point and just try to take over. And, you know, very much like the previous uh, circumstance where we had a one-up, one-back team that, you know, stayed in that position, but they were strong. You know, if you don't do anything, you're going to lose the match in this situation anyway. So you might as you got nothing to lose here for sure against this team. Just go for it. Give it a shot. And it might be you still lose, but at least you have the satisfaction of knowing that you went down fighting and you gave it your best shot, trying to be aggressive and, and trying to, you know, take take over points in your favor. So that's option number one. Be really aggressive. And again, fake poach, poach. Close in tight, you know, right on top of the net when you're making your move. Do not be wishy-washy about it. Don't just go halfway. You need to just go for it and go go all in. And again, you might get burned, but you know what? You'll get better at this as you keep practicing it. Option number two is do your best to impact the point in a positive way by being aggressive. But if the opposing back player you know, makes it inside of the service line. You know, he avoids you on a couple of shots. You, maybe you try to poach, but you can't quite reach it. You go back, and a couple of shots later, that that baseline opponent is closing in, and you you know you just kind of sense both of them starting to breathe down your neck. Then get out of there. <laughs> you know, you you really just have two ends of the spectrum. You can either try to be a hero, or it's totally fine to also recognize that you're in a lot of trouble here and back up and play two back. I think a lot of times doubles players have the opinion that it's it's kind of a, a lesser tactic to play two back. It's totally fine. It's totally totally legitimate. Professional doubles teams do it all the time when they're in a situation where they know they've been beat up at the net, and it, it's completely fine to use that as a tactic. There's no shame in that at all. There's no sense in just becoming an easy target and staying in the middle of the service box when you have the option of playing defense on the baseline and maybe even hitting a good defensive shot and moving back in and trying again to take over the point. So those are your two main options when you've got a really strong, aggressive team. Either be a boss at the net or you know do your best, hang in there as long as you can, but as soon as you sense that the point is really going south, then back up to the baseline, prepare yourself as best you can, and get ready to play defense. 
Um, I didn't write this on my outline, but really as a last you know resort, you can just start in a two-back position as well. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that either. If your opponents are just just boom, boom, boom. I mean, every point by the second shot, they're just right on top of the net and just letting you have it over and over again. Nothing wrong with starting on the baseline either as the quote-unquote you know, net player. So there's your three main situations there, Steve, and uh, some suggestions on what you can do. Uh, something I said a minute ago, um, it, it seems to me I should probably repeat, you know, the more you deal with this, the better you're going to get at it. So, you know, don't be frustrated if at first, you know, you're not successful. You, you, you do your best to uh, implore what, um, that's not the right word. <laughs> you, you, do, you do your best to, to use what I just suggested, but it doesn't work right away. That's okay. We're talking about good teams here, and it's going to take practice for you to get comfortable using these tactics against them. It's okay. Thanks so much for your questions, Steve. I appreciate it. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. And thank you so much for being a listener. All right, that does it for episode number 216 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your attention today as you've listened to my topic from Steve and my input. Great to have you uh, supporting what I'm doing. I really appreciate that. If you'd like uh, further options on how to support the Essential Tennis Podcast, two main ways you can do that. Number one, you can leave me a review on the iTunes Music Store. Just go to iTunes, uh, go to the Music Store, do a search for Essential Tennis or Essential Tennis Podcast and leave me a review. I'd appreciate that very much. Um, Also, if you'd like to donate to the show, you can do that by going to EssentialTennis.com slash donate. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much again for listening. I appreciate it. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.